Choose your player. Hi, my name is Allie, and I have been obsessed with Disney parks and resorts since I was 16 years old. The word that best sums up my obsession is magical. issues <laughs> finished <laughs> they are done we have everything <laughs> it's we did it all right great recording session great. good and job <laughs> well welcome everyone to another episode of your nerdy obsession the podcast where we uncover people's nerdy obsession my name as always is michael owen achenbach and on today's episode we have a friend a love an energy that I have never met in this world, and I truly uh, am passionate about this person's energy. So I, I do love them. My friend Allie. Hello, Hi. Allie. How Hi. are you? I'm so good. Good. I'm so excited to be here talking to you about my nerdy obsession. <laughs> I am too, and we'll get to what it is, but your outfit is screaming it. Yes. I just realized your t-shirt. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I love your t-shirt so much right now. Um, well, tell everyone, introduce, introduce yourself to my listeners. My name is Allie. <laughs> is that all they need to That's know? That's all they need to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I'm the cringiest of nerds. <laughs> Why do you say cringiest? I'm a Disney adult. <laughs> it's true. Well, I want to get into that. But, but like, what is the difference of a Disney adult mm. versus a Disney fan? Let's start with there. So to let everyone know, obsession is Disney, period. We're going to focus this episode on Disney parks that in particular. Is, that is my true obsession. Yes. So I think you have a, a Disney adult. And then within that, you have different branches, almost like a little family tree. You have people who are, like, obsessed with Disney movies and maybe Pixar movies. And now in the umbrella, we have Marvel people and Star Wars people, too, which is, I'm a Star Wars person as well. Um, then you have people who, like, really love the parks like I do and really love the resorts like I do. And then you have, uh, you know, Disney adults that are um, much more insufferable than I am. You, there's lots of tiers of Disney adults. Um yeah, I'm a Disney Parks adult. I'm obsessed with Imagineering and resorts and parks. I think I think the thing that you just put it, you like Imagineering. Yeah. I think that's probably like the through line of what you really are nerdy about. That's my nerdy The <laughs> parks themselves, the way they were built, the way they were thought of, like that is insane and i the research that i did was so interesting so cool um and i know that we've talked to in the past about how like there's little secrets and like things like that which we'll get into too but tell me about when did you know that the parks were like uh, it for okay you? so i went to disney world walt disney world um which is the one in florida which is a pet peeve of true disney adults when people misidentify the two it is the most magical place on earth, and it is my home park because I grew up on the East Coast in Virginia. So that's the one that I went to the most, and I went there as a child when I was like five and nine. And then when I was 16, I went on a band trip to Disney World 
also a band nerd, the duplicity. Um, and I marched in a, in magical music days at Epcot and we, uh, our buses had to go like backstage. I used air quotes backstage. That basically means like parts of the, uh, theme park that normal guests wouldn't get to see. And I remember being behind the Eiffel tower in Epcot and thinking like, that's so tiny. The, what what is that and then like later when i was in epcot marching around looking up at it and being like what whoa what the how what and it was i think the first time that it dawned on me that i was being tricked and then i wanted to pull back the curtain from then on and see what the trick was yeah well explain that to people who might not know or understand that difference, that, ah, that, that okay. trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagineering is a subdivision of Walt Disney Company, and they're basically the people that immerse you into the parks and resorts. And I think that's the big difference between Disney parks and, like, a Six Flags or um, a Carowinds or even a Dollywood. I just went to Dollywood, by the Did way. Really? So no, no shade on Dollywood. It was wonderful. It was awesome. <laughs> Dollywood was wonderful. Um, but Disney is really good at immersing you in their worlds that they create via the atmosphere, even the stuff that's on the ground sometimes, mm-hmm. um, the cues for the attractions, the food in the different areas. And I think that's the big difference with Imaginary versus like other theme parks. It really submerges you into whatever they're trying to like put you in. Yeah, it's really thorough and very well thought out and everything is so meticulously designed. And I think that's what I really like about Imagineering. There's mm-hmm. always something to see no matter where you look. I agree. I, I love that example. So with that, um, Disney Plus taught me this uh, because there's a show called Behind the Attraction and the way that they built um, different stories like houses or like like you said, the Eiffel Tower, the idea of perspective or the idea to trick people into where they are is so interesting. And I think each park within that kind of shows that. Can you um, tell me what all the different parks are and kind of what their themes are that they're kind of giving off in each place? Sure, sure, sure. So Walt Disney World has four main theme parks and they are Animal Kingdom, which is the newest one. I think it opened in like 92, 90. No, I think it was later than that. But Animal Kingdom is the newest one. It's basically like a hybrid it's not a zoo. <laughs> it's an animal <laughs> habitation. Uh, it's actually really beautiful. It is a zoo, but it's really beautiful. Their spaces that they've designed for their animals are really thoughtful and well-intentioned. And it's really beautiful. If you like nature and you like animals, you'll like Animal Kingdom. Um, you also have Hollywood Studios, which is the next newest one uh, uh, next to Animal Kingdom. That's basically Star Wars land now. It's mm, so cool. Like really? all the Star Wars stuff is so, Galaxy's That's Edge fun. is so, so, so cool. And it has a lot of other thrill rides, like uh, Tower of Terrors in Hollywood Studios, as is Rock and Roller Coaster, um, has a new Toy Story area, so that's pretty cool. Basically, like, living in the movies is the vibe at Hollywood Studios. Yes. Then you have Epcot, my gem. <laughs> Epcot is an, an, an acronym, I almost said an acronym, which is not a thing. Epcot is an acronym. That's a tough sentence. That is, that is a lot of the same <laughs> mouth wordage. Uh, it stands for Experimental Prototype, com- prototype Community of Tomorrow. My yes. mouth's not working. Uh, but I love Epcot because I went there when I was a kid, when I was like a very formative and Epcot was really new. And it was 
back when like Journey to Imagination was like the OG really cool Journey mm-hmm. to Imagination. You had Dreamfinder and Captain EO vibes and stuff. So I love Epcot. Epcot is a vibe and a half. If you like eating and drinking all kinds of different foods and if you like um technologically cool rides and attractions like living land <laughs> you'll like Epcot. what's living with the land living with know. the yeah. land is a slow dark ride boat ride where you go through greenhouses at Epcot and and see how they grow different food That's items cool. it's very very chill all right unless you steal a cucumber off the boat which a lady did for clout on tiktok and she got like banned from oh, the parks. For well, her I was going to say, yeah, one hundred percent. They probably grabbed her. That's the only like, thrill in living with the land <laughs> is if you want a chance stealing a cucumber, which I wouldn't. It's not worth the risk, and I don't think it. Like I don't think that cucumber. It might be a really good cucumber, but I don't think it could be good enough to outweigh never getting never, to go back yeah. to Epcot. Yeah, or any of the Disney parks. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the last park is Magic Kingdom, and that's what everybody thinks of as Disney World. When you say Disney World to most people, they see Cinderella's Castle. That's that's actually called the Magic Kingdom. And Walt Disney World is all of it, including the resorts and the two water parks. Nice. And two public <laughs> And Disney Springs. <laughs> <laughs> and ESPN's Wild oh World of Sports. <laughs> <laughs> and is that where Avengers Campus is, too? No, Avengers Campus is actually a Disneyland at uh, oh, Disney that's California. California Adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what? In, what's the difference? I know, like that's the original. Those Florida. Yes, what so happened in California? Disneyland or- is the OG that Walt built, um, and that's the actual the only park that Walt actually walked through and got to see and got to experience. Mm-hmm. So it's really special in that way. But it basically feels like somebody took the Magic Kingdom in uh, Florida and squished it, like on all sides. It just made it tighter and smaller. So it has like all of the lands um, that uh, Magic Kingdom has, with the exception of instead of a Liberty Square, it has a New Orleans Square. Okay. And that's where you find their Haunted Mansion. It looks very different than the Disney World Haunted Mansion. Um, the vibe's different. And then I think they have like a Critter Country area as well that we don't have. Um, but Galaxy's Edge is found in Disneyland in California. And then they have a sister park right across the street, like literally side by side called California Adventure. And that's where Avengers Campus is. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So that's the Disneyland was the OG. Mm -hmm. Walt bought all this land. He built Disneyland uh, because he had two daughters and he wanted to do stuff with them that he could do too. Like, Mm -hmm. and he was taking them to these kind of seedy parks in California and like near LA. And he wasn't thrilled with it. and was like, I can do this better. Um, I'm gonna. So he did. But the problem was he didn't buy enough land. And when people found out what he did and it became successful, people started building very, very, very close to Disneyland. And uh, I heard a story once that he was like, he would wait and stop people as they left the park if they were leaving early. He'd be like, why are you, you know, we are still open for another two hours. Why are you guys leaving so early? And they would be like, oh, we were on the Matterhorn roller coaster and we saw the traffic was getting really bad on the freeway. So we decided to, it was time to go. And he thought, well, fix that next. So in Florida, he bought a ton of land uh, through a really secret kind of shady operation. Disney shady? Never. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, he bought all of these like smaller parcels of land that were connected to each other that were like right next to each other and with different like fake corporation names. And then eventually uh, like he an had, umbrella company yeah, type situation. He had amassed yeah. so much land when the cat was finally out of the bag that people couldn't put anything really close to it because he had so much land there and he still does. 
it was largely swamp. So they had to do a lot of work to make it like actually usable because it was just like bog swamp. Yeah. So that is, so that kind of, it's intriguing to me. So the Imagineering aspect of it, when, when I think about that and how I enter the space or enter the, the, the theme park. Right. And, it, it, it is like, and I, I've only been to the magic kingdom. I, that's the only one I've only, I haven't been to anything else before. So that's the only one I can draw on. But my question to you is when I think of it, animal kingdom seems like the easiest kind of imagineering, right? Let's make it wilderness. Let's make it a safari, right? The look of it to me seems very like almost cut and dry. So how do, how do you kind of see when Epcot or, Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom and also Animal Kingdom as well. But like, where does this Imagineering come into play? Like when, what are the things that excite you about each one okay, of them? So let's start with Animal Kingdom because yeah. that's blasphemy what you just said. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <Absolutely. laughs> First of all, Animal Kingdom was created by my favorite Imagineer. His name is Joe Rohde. And if you know, uh, if you've ever seen like Imagineers in interviews, he's the guy that has the incredibly huge earring in one ear. Um, he was the lead Imagineer for Animal Kingdom and if you're walking around Animal Kingdom, it's so authentic. Like, the spaces are so authentic and true to, like, Africa, Asia, whatever continent you're wandering around. Even Dinoland USA. Oh, my God. Oh, the lore behind Dinoland USA. I can't even get Tell me, into go. it. Tell me. Just it a little bit. Basically, just an archaeological <laughs> dig and then, um, like, a roadside attraction a la, like, Route 66 kind of vibes is the, the whole awesome. <laughs> vibe of Dinoland awesome. USA. Then you have Pandora World of Avatar now. And that is some imaginary wizardry. Like, you're talking about, like, foot, like, paths that light up at night as you step. And phosphorescent, like, plants and things, floating mountains, like, they made the floating mountains. So you're walking underneath them, and, like, still your brain is like, what do? You're <laughs> just like, I'm uh-huh. in Florida. Yeah. I'm in Florida? Plus, the, if you've never <laughs> ridden Avatar Flight of Passage, which is, like, the um, premier attraction in the Pandora section at uh, Animal Kingdom. Oh, my God, it's so cool. <laughs> you're, like, riding a banshee, and you can feel it breathing underneath you, and it is so cool. That's you're riding amazing. through Pandora. Like, Animal Kingdom is phenomenal okay. in the way of Imagineering. Okay. Um, Epcot Imagineering, I think they're in the middle of a big re- revamp at Epcot right now. The last couple of times I've been, it basically could have been called Walcott. At the beginning, the first part of it, which used to be called Future World, and I think is now transitioning to be called World Discovery, I believe. Um, I think so. World Discovery, World Nature, well, I don't know. If she's wrong, don't come for her people. The changing of the vibe, (laughs) y'all. Listen. Uh, So they're currently building like a Moana attraction that'll be like a journey of water kind of thing. They're leaving my beloved land and seas pavilions alone at Epcot, so that's great. But they just got a new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. And I'm very <laughs> excited to try that out next time I go. Well, it is like awesome. a new ride system where the roller coaster ro- rotates as you're riding. So you can focus on different screens and things. So I don't think it does a full like 360, but it definitely like the vehicle will move. Okay. Like a simulator. Kind of twist yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see different things as you're uh, also on I this roller coaster those. track. Those are my favorite type of rides. Like the Omni movers. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I'm not a roller coaster person, right? Yeah. Which is why I do truly love Disney compared to like other the theme parks or something. So is that what they're called? Yeah, dark rides versus dark rides. like roller coasters? Thrill rides. Thrill yeah. rides. Okay. 
Uh, explain them. And then are dark rides also boat rides, or are they different? Or Those can be different and the same sometimes. Okay. So you have thrill rides I would identify as, like, the Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Hollywood Studios has a lot of thrill rides. But also, I think you could consider, like, Space Mountain a thrill ride and maybe even Splash Mountain because mm. it does have that big drop. Dark rides are slower moving, and they're usually, like, moving you through a story. Um, and they are dark, hence the name Dark Rides. And a lot of those Dark Rides are a, a ride system called the Omni Mover. So they tend to load pretty quickly because you're just continuously moving through the space. Those are the ones where you have to get on the ride with a conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you have to move along with it and then hop on the thing. Yeah. See, like, Little Mermaid Ride or Haunted Mansion is Small one of those. World. The Small most World famous is a one? boat ride. Oh, okay. That's okay. I get, I'm sorry. Yeah. Haunted Mansion. Okay. Okay. Small Ride, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Boat. That's a okay. Uh, those are all, or Jungle boat Cruise, rides. rather. Those are all. Anything boat to rides. do with water. Yeah. Duh, Michael. Flash Mountain. And then you have like, it's like a Venn diagram where like the little circles overlap because <laughs> yes, yes. you have like boat ride plus thrill ride equals Splash Mountain. Yes. And you have dark ride plus Omni Mover equals Haunted Mansion. Okay. Wait, is there any one park that has more of the other? Definitely, like, the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland in California have more dark rides. Disneyland actually has the best dark rides. Their Fantasyland dark rides are so cool. A lot of them are opening day attractions, and they still have their Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which was an OG favorite of mine from my childhood, because <laughs> who doesn't love a great dark ride where... You freaking go to hell. That's the end say, of it. You go to hell. I was going to say, I was, I, I've heard stories about that it's during amazing. that ride. And there's every, it always ends with people are just like, yeah, you, you see Satan. Dude, <laughs> I, so I wrote it as a child and thought it was like a fever dream. And then in my adulthood, I had a theater gig. I'm also a theater cat, everybody. But I had a gig in California, and we went to Disneyland a couple of times while I was there. And I got to ride Mr. Toad's because it's still there at Disneyland. And I was like, that wasn't a fever dream. I did go to hell and see Satan at the end of this ride. That's legit. That's legit. So with these these rides and the Imagineering of Epcot being your favorite. So Epcot, the one thing I know about it, which I think general knowledge is that it's filled with different lands, right? It's different. Is that, and you said like Moana, or you also said Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh With the Imagineering of that, is it, it... is that kind of where like the epitome of it is? Because you walk into different sections and you're automatically in a different place. No, every no. Time? So oh, okay. here, the best part of Epcot is called World Showcase. Okay. And I missed it when I was 16 years old on that the discovery trip where I saw the Eiffel Tower from behind and then saw it just one time while I was marching through the <laughs> through the theme park. On that trip, I had a terrible um, habit of picking the lame rides of my friend group, and we were like 16 and 17. So like at a certain point, I got vetoed from getting to choose any rides. So we went to Epcot. We rode the ride inside of Spaceship Earth, a.k.a. the golf ball. That ride is called Spaceship Earth. We rode that. It's a slow-moving, omnimover dark ride where you learn about, like, the evolution of language and communication and how we came to be on this Spaceship Earth. (laughs) And it's I thought it was very educational, but my friends were like, no more. No more of you. We are done. (laughs) And we had park hoppers. So we had only been to the front, the front part of Epcot, and there wasn't okay. anything really exciting then. Um, that this would have been like around ninety eight, ninety seven. We didn't go to World Showcase. We didn't keep going and go back to where the different countries are, mm. which honestly, maybe not mad about because I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much with as those people. Right? Well, not even with those people, but like at sixteen years old versus and okay. in, in my twenties or my thirties, where I could drink if I wanted to, uh, or I could buy food whenever yes, I yes, wanted, yes, or I, I could you. do you know those yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah. things. Um, but World Showcase is my favorite part 
of Epcot. It's a big circle of different countries. Oh, and you get to okay. like go and see um, that each one has di- gift shops and food spots and different alcohol that you can purchase and walk around with. And some of them have attractions like the Mexico Pavilion is a whole ass like Aztec pyramid and it's all inside, which is cool because Florida gets really hot. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture this now when you're saying pavilion or circle is this uh-huh. outside yes it's all okay outside. so it's like an outside mall like a better term, basically maybe? Okay. but it's like a big circle around a body of water called oh. world showcase lagoon <laughs> so it starts on the opposite side of the big golf ball okay. spaceship earth and if you're like walking through under spaceship earth on the right you could start in canada which would be a wrong choice <laughs> on the left you could start in mexico which hot take would also be a wrong choice in my Ooh, book. That's right, Michael. Okay. Because Epcot has two entrances, and one of them is in World Showcase, and it is right next to France. Okay. And I believe, hot take, that you start your World Showcase journey in France. You enter into the World Showcase. You start in France. It's like a backdoor entrance yes. almost. Epcot, that's cool. You okay. start in France. If you're a rides person and you really want to ride the new Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, you can start at that attraction and try to like get a leg up on the long wait times of the ride. But if you're a person like me who likes cheese and bread, you go to the the French the French the French, French, <laughs> the French um, patisserie Ooh. and you get breakfast. Oh my god! No matter the time a of day, a croissant, bacon, egg, and cheese oh sandwich with brie as the cheese Ooh. and the bacon. Ooh. Not any time. You have to go in the morning because okay. they stop doing breakfast. I think like around eleven, but it's worth it. And then that. just go walk around World Showcase because World Showcase doesn't open until eleven. So you go get your breakfast and then you go walk around and take your cute little Instagram pictures before other people get there, or just vibe before other people get there. I yeah. Like that. That's yeah. cool. How long or how big is it? Oh, World Showcase is pretty. It's pretty big. They okay. do the big fireworks show at nighttime at Epcot. Harmonious, which is currently my favorite show of all at all the Walt Disney World parks. Um, also just got put on Disney Plus. Oh, it's so good. If you haven't <laughs> seen it, go right now. Pause this episode. You can come back. Don't worry. You can come back um, and go watch Harmonious on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. It's so good. It's a banger. But anyway, the lagoon is really big and okay. the country circled the lagoon. So if you're starting on the right, let's see if I can get this right. You have Canada, then the UK, then you have International Gateway, which is that second entrance that I just talked about. Then you have France. Then you have, I think, I want to say Morocco. Okay. I I don't know. You don't know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have uh, Italy. You have America. I went there. I mean, like, why would you go there? I mean, it's, I get oh, it because okay. it's a tourist attraction. No, you go there to take a nap. Oh, Real talk. Really? Real talk. Okay. They have this show called The American Adventure, and it has a shit ton of animatronics. I bet it looks like nightmare fuel backstage. Like, I bet if you're backstage, you see like, all these robots. Yeah, I bet it's crazy. Um, but it's a pretty long show. It's air-conditioned. The seats are very cushy. Um, it's not a very jarring show, like nothing super exciting happened. Like don't fall asleep in Muppet Vision 3D at Hollywood Studios because there are explosions at the end and you will legit, if you're delirious, if you're Disney delirious tired, it's not a good idea. It's not a good time. But American Adventure, that's where your nap spot is. I'm telling you. And then there's a song that they play like at the end of the show. And as you're exiting the theater, that's very rejuvenating when you're waking up from a nap too. It's like America, 
spread your golden wings. <laughs> and you're like, I am. Thank you. I feel very restored. Um, so that's why you go to America. Anyway, then you keep going. That's amazing. <laughs> that, is a, <laughs> that is a secret tip. You, so you've dropped a couple. Backdoor, backdoor entrance to Epcot. That's where you go and if take you need a nap. to nap or cry. <laughs> yes. If okay. you want to cry in darkness, If too. you just need to get the fuck if away. You, yeah, just want to be away from people and, like, you just need to go. Also, America, best place to take a shit in Epcot. Best bathrooms in Epcot. So I was going to ask about the oh, bathroom situation. I'll tell you all of them. Well, it's, it's not only the bathroom. I love a gimmick bathroom. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's what I want to know because that's totally in the, an Imagineers yes. type thing, right? So Best bathrooms in all of the parks are the Tangled bathrooms in Magic Kingdom. Yes. I find them to be the most immersive. Also, if you're waiting on somebody who really needs to exercise some Disney demons in there and you're like having to spend a long time in that area. They have places for you to charge your phone outside of those bathrooms, so cool. and they're heavily themed to Tangled, so they're super cute. And there are a lot of little hidden Pascals. So if you're waiting for somebody to finish their Disney doo-doo, um, <laughs> you can try to find the Pascals in the area. I like those bathrooms a lot. Um, hot take, least favorite bathrooms are the ones in Morocco at Epcot. Like, okay. you should just go ahead to the ones in uh, uh, America and <laughs> take your poop there. Okay. Why are they bad? They're just old they need a revamp oh okay they need some love they've just seen better days they've been through a lot well and speaking of old with epcot a lot Mm. of those countries were there from since the opening right i know not all of them were but like a lot of them were there is have you noticed because you went there fairly recently right last time i was there was april yeah Yeah, and it's july now yeah yeah so is there a lot of oldness to it or have they kept up with it and like revamped it no, Disney does a good job of keeping up with things. Nothing. They don't really show any cracks in things. Okay. They might re remodel something. Here's a fun little tidbit <laughs> for you. There used to be this <laughs> chimney in Morocco. And the advent of social media has done a lot of good for Disney in terms of, like, letting people in on some secrets. But that can also be bad because then they stop doing those things because too many people ask for them. Um, social media has also clued people into some secret spots in Disney parks. And one of them was this epic chimney in morocco and you're walking back through the little nooks and crannies in morocco and it looked very phallic very <laughs> phallic and people started posting pictures of the morocco wee wee yeah on instagram and disney very quickly was like oh no more penis <laughs> no more morocco wee wee and they made it into like a stylish door so oh well that's the a nice is no more i like that i like there that is fix. no more big phallic wiener <laughs> Uh, but other than that, they do keep up appearances. Okay. Uh, and right now, like I said, the front, the whole front part of Epcot is undergoing a huge renovation. Okay. As is over in Magic Kingdom, they've been building Tron for five ever. Tron is supposed to be a new thrill ride in Magic Kingdom, a light cycle roller coaster oh, yes. where you're riding it like a motorcycle. Cool. Oh, it's going to be very cool. There's already one in Tokyo Disney, I believe. Okay. Um, but they've been building it for like, Seriously, legit, since before pandemic times. Everybody's <laughs> like, what's going on? What are you? So you may, you're, you're going on a trip like you did in April. Okay. And you go to, you like make a plan to like see all of the places, like go to every park mm-hmm. and everything that you want to go. What is like, how long could it essentially take you? Like if I want to go and I'm going to be like, I want to have the best Disney park experience. I want to see everything, do it all. Okay. What is this time constraint? First that we're of all, you into? need to just go ahead and make peace with the fact that you are not going to be able to see it all and do everything. Okay. You're just not. 
So with that in mind, I my suggestion is step one. Yeah. Come to a realization. Realistic expectations. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, step two, make yourself your lists of your priorities, the things that you're like the most excited about, can't skip, must do. Then you're like, this would be cool if I could do this. But if we don't get to, that's all right, too. And then you're like, eh, I could take it or leave it. I don't need to waste my time with this. Mm-hmm. So that would be my starting off like advice for you. If you're planning a trip, make those lists. Figure out what your dream uh, plan is, what foods you really want to eat. Because that's the other thing about Disney. Like, Disney, ugh, way better foods than other theme parks. Even Universal. I think Disney has much better okay. food than Universal. Um, you, last time I went to Universal, shade. Shade time. <laughs> I love um, it. It was Universal Hollywood, and I was with friends. And I, I got really annoyed. They had these Coke Freestyle machines. And we bought, like, you know, medium-sized sodas or whatever. And we, you know, got our first soda. and then we sat down and ate a little bit and then we went to go top off our sodas and like the machine wouldn't give us more any more soda because these greedy bastards put these like little codes on the bottom of those of cups they so they scanned them when we filled them up the first time and then they were like uh-uh-uh you already got your soda uh, and i was like you must note to self if you ever do it lean the barcode back uh-huh. <laughs> damn Next time. Next anyway, time. Um, I have no idea why. You, no, you're, you're making <laughs> making lists and you're talking about the food for parks, uh, like how you need make to Make a list out. of your foods. Yeah, mm-hmm. your your drinks if you want to try drinks. Also, pro tip, um, I've been talking about drinking because I love a good slushy alcoholic beverage. But if you're a sober person, Disney has a lot of mocktails. Oh, a cool. lot, a lot of mocktails. So if you want to party and have a fun drink, but you don't want to get crunk, you don't want to get lit, <laughs> um, but you don't want to drink like soda and yeah. you don't want to be basic, they have a lot of really fun mocktails in their restaurants at Disney. So that's something to keep in mind too. Okay. Yeah, make those lists. Uh, the other thing I would say, I would advise staying on resort property somewhere, staying at a Disney resort. There's uh, many reasons why, but the biggest one is that I'm lazy. And they provide transportation and they're very close to the park. So it's easy to go take a break if you want to take a break. Most recently, I stayed at Pop Century a couple of times and that is a value resort. So it's one of the cheapest ones. It is on a thing called the Disney Skyliner, which connects Pop Century and Art of Animation to Caribbean Beach. And then from Caribbean Beach, it goes to Epcot or Hollywood Studios. So it takes you like maybe 20 minutes to get from your hotel to the theme park. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's very easy, like, if you're like me and you like to get up and start early in the morning, it's easy to go take, like, a midday break. Yeah. Go back to the room, change. Chill out. Chill for a little bit. While it's crazy, because it's always crazy in the middle of the day. So Mm -hmm. when everybody's there being crazy, you go back home, you take a chill, maybe take a dip in the pool. Then you go back later when all the children go to bed. (laughs) This is the beauty of being a childless millennial of Disney, because a lot of, like, my older work friends will be like i can't believe you go to disney world without any kids and i'm like but i can't believe you go to disney world without kids. <laughs> that sounds terrible you have to do what they want to do yeah. you can't eat and drink and do what you want to do that's yeah. awful and enjoy it yeah. um my other tip to somebody who's planning something is going to be to use a disney planner they're free you don't have to pay any extra to use a disney vacation planner and oh, there yes. are a ton of reputable sites the vacationeer.com is a good one I use um, second story travel whenever I'm planning like a longer trip and I just don't want to worry too much about the details. I just want to tell somebody, this is what I want. Make Mm -hmm, it happen. mm -hmm. Um, You don't pay them any extra. They get their money from Disney. They make a commission based on like what you book and what you're, what they're able to get you to 
to pay for for Disney. So they don't make any money off of you. They make their money off. The- <laughs> so, yeah, if That's you're awesome. especially if you're like a newbie to Disney, because it's a really overwhelming place to try to plan a vacation for, especially yeah. if you've got a family. Mm-hmm. Definitely use vacation mm-hmm. planner. I think it's interesting that you suggest to like stay in a, a resort on location, not only for for the closeness, but I think it's it's funny because it keeps you in the world. Yes, right, and that's yeah. something that I think Disney they want you to spend your money in the bubble. Well, not only like spend your your, your spend the money because I do think yes, at the core of them they are greedy, greedy people. <laughs> but I think at the soul of them they want you to experience a they want fantasy. You to stay immersed. Yeah, yeah, they are so good at that and like yeah. wanting that right this this imaginary aspect. And so I've seen some pictures of hotels and like the themes and stuff like that, which which is really cool but what is that travel like that you said like you go to the the caribbean beach and then you're able to go to avocado oh. or the other one what are those are they still within that disney feel and yes. what is that like yeah. they're they're themed so some oh of them God, have yes. different characters on the sides and you you can't really see your character from the inside of yours but you can watch the, like the characters yeah. on the other gondolas <laughs> as they pass and that's pretty cool they're big so they fit like a lot of people i think they can fit up to like 10 people in each of those like uh gondolas they're very quick um, it's really pretty because you get like a bird's eye view too of a lot of the Epcot uh, resorts when you're flying over there. You get to see like the boardwalk and the beach club and the yacht club and Swan and Dolphin. Um, so that's really pretty. And you kind of come into the backside of Epcot where France is. So you get to see like, there you go. Almost like what I saw yep. when I was 16 year old, <laughs> except you don't get to see the part where the Eiffel Tower looks tiny. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's cool. But they also have like boat transportation. Okay. So you can take, there are some resorts where you can take a boat to one of the parks or you can take a boat to Disney Springs. They also have bus transportation and they also have uh, the classic, the iconic monorail, the Disney monorail <laughs> that connects three very expensive resorts to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Nice. Yeah. I love that. I love that they, like the characters are on there. So it's like you're chasing. Yeah. You can see that and everything. Um with money, mm. we don't. We don't have to give me. You don't have to give me numbers, but like this is this. So it much. is. It is a spendy operation, and then they make it like impossible not to buy something. Right. And I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about a souvenir. Yeah. Like it is so hard. Yes. To the point, and I've heard some stories where like if Disney doesn't like what you're wearing, they'll give you like a credit and be like, please put on something else or something like that. I've heard stories of that's happened. They have stopped doing this actually because people, because social media, no, because people took advantage of it. Because it used to be like, Mm. if you showed up at Disney and you had on like a midriff or you had on something that looked like a sports bra or a bikini top and somebody in the higher up saw you entering the park and thought, not appropriate, too many children here. That's the main point of it. Not appropriate, too many children here. They would issue you a credit, and you could take that credit, and you could go into any of the gift shops and buy any top that you wanted. Mm. So people were using that and going in and buying, like, a $70 spirit jersey, which is a collectible, which I collect, um, with their, like, credit and and posting about it on social media. Hey, pro tip, if you show up and you're wearing something that shows side boob, (laughs) they'll give you this credit, and you can get this $70 shirt for free. So eventually Disney started saying, no, instead, we're just going to send you back to go change. And then you come back yeah. when you're changed into something that we find a little so bit they, more they, appropriate. They, they made them, they have a clothing policy now, right. basically, is what they it They always yeah. had a clothing policy, yeah. but now they handle it a bit differently because <laughs> because we can't have nice things because people ruin it on the internet. <laughs> 
they do. Yes. They do. But with, um, so yeah, we spend money, you do that. How would you, on the flip side of the spending money uh-huh. aspect of it, because we can talk about that, how, how would you want to make money? Like, would you want to make money? Yes, yeah, like actually, have you made money with them? Or? I have never made money, but I would be interested in uh, doing vacation planning. Like if, if anybody out there is listening and you have room and you are like a vacation, a Disney vacation travel planning, I have a PhD in Disney Genie Plus and I am very well versed <laughs> in the different resorts and parks and experiences. Hit me up. Yes. I am on Instagram, Tiny Funny Ginger. I'm private, but you know, make sure that you follow your nerdy obsession and then I'll know that we're mutuals and I'll know where you're from. But yeah, I've applied to a couple of different Disney travel agencies, but never really heard anything back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is something that I'm interested in possibly pursuing. What would you start with when, if you were going to plan a vacation for someone? It depends on what they want. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, how would you start with that person? Like, I mean, you want to role play? We can, we can role play. Sure. A little bit. Okay. Like, go for okay. It. <laughs> so you haven't been since when? Uh, the last time I was at Disney was when I was in the seventh grade, so okay. 2001. And is there any of the parks that you would really like to experience? Um, I would like to experience everything other. I mean, I've experienced the Magic Kingdom, so uh-huh. I for sure want to experience everything else. Got but, it. And also nostalgia of the Magic Kingdom. And you don't love thrill rides. Talk to me about what kind of rides you're I'm able not, to yeah, enjoy. <laughs> able to enjoy. I love that. <laughs> I've never, never done not a thrill ride. I like water rides. Okay. Um, nothing that drops, though, like Splash Mountain No-Go. Uh-huh. Um, I like also, dark pirate, ha- Pirates of the Caribbean has I, like, I can a do that. drop. I can do You're that. Okay yes, that? I'm okay, okay with that little drop. That one's fine. Um, it's more of a wee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and like dark rides, like we were talking Nothing about. Nothing that goes super fast or drops, basically. Yeah, for the most okay. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should start in Epcot because I'm biased. Okay. Because I love the vibes of Epcot. Well, I guess the other thing is I love food. Yes. And that's another thing. And about, Epcot yeah. always has a festival going, and that is the beauty of Epcot. They have... It started with the Food and Wine Festival, which is happening right now. And then they added, uh, I think, the Festival of the Holidays, which is a cool Christmas festival where they have different traditions in each country, that different food so in each country. Cool. Very, very, very cool. Um, now they also have the Festival of the Arts, which happens in the winter time, which I call farts. Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> that one's fun. And then they have Flower and Garden Festival that happens in the spring, which is my personal favorite. Epcot Festival is so pretty. They I have bet. a lot of really pretty topiaries and flowers. and They all have really good food booths where you can get like tapas size food and try like small bites and some alcoholic beverages and some non-alcoholic beverages around World Showcase and around Epcot. So that's always a really good vibe. Plus, um, a lot of times they have like outdoor kitchen demonstrations. So they'll have famous chefs come in for like food and wine or they'll have uh, music acts come in for Flower and Garden or for farts. They'll have Broadway performers come in. <laughs> so that's fun, too, to get to see live entertainment. Oh. Like last time I was there for Flower and Garden, I got to hear the Pointer Sisters. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and I, I like I was walking through America where nothing cool normally ever happens in Epcot. <laughs> but lo and behold, I heard that uh, seminal hit sisters are doing it for themselves, which you might recognize. From the montage in the first Wives Club, yes, uh-huh, yes, correct. Yes. And I couldn't help but eat to the beat, my friends. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was good. It was a vibe. I so I would it. start in Epcot if okay. I were you, because you really like food and you really don't like thrill rides. Yeah. Um, Hollywood Studios, I think, is a tough park in general because it has a lot of thrill rides and it gets very crowded. Mm. Well, you know what? I take that back. 
it doesn't have a lot of much of anything, but most of his rides are thrill rides. Okay. So there's not a lot that I think there are a lot of shows that are a lot of fun in Hollywood Studios. Not super known for food other than a restaurant called the Hollywood Brown Derby, which is kind of expensive. But if you're a Star Wars fan, you can literally vibe all day in Galaxy's Edge without even riding the rides. And also, I think you would do fine on Rise of the Resistance. And it's a ride that... If it's like very immersive, immersive. I've seen the TikTok <gasps> videos. I've seen what they have released video-wise. Yes. It, it has one drop that I don't think would be too bad for you. And uh, that's a spoiler. I'm sorry about that, everybody. Uh, it's fantastic. So right. I would highly recommend that you just make it a whole day of Hollywood Studios vibing in Galaxy's Edge. You can get blue milk and green milk. You can yes. go to the cantina. Oh, I want They're, a lightsaber. I know that. Uh, That's the one thing I truly want. You can build want. a custom lightsaber, oh, yeah. or you can buy iconic, like, oh, Legends really? oh, lightsabers. Oh, that's cool. Yes, okay. all very expensive, because... <laughs> because, because they make money. It's yeah. Disney, and yes. grown-ups have the money. Grown-ups are where the money... We've, we're the ones that are spending the money. Exactly. Yeah. It's, they have a really cool marketplace in Galaxy's Edge, if you like to shop, that'll have, like... It has, like, a toy... Uh, toy dairy and toy shop. It has a creature stall... It has, like, you can buy Jedi clothes and Jedi robes. You can buy Sith clothing. It's very cool. And then they have the character experiences in Galaxy's Edge are cool, too, because it's not like your traditional, you stand in line and then you get to meet Chewbacca and take your picture with him. They're kind of just roaming Mm. in the areas. Like living in the space. That's cool. So you just kind of get to see them existing, um, and that's really cool. That is really cool. All right, so I'll, I'll focus my trip around those two. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's what Thank I you, Allie, Disney pla- Vacation Planner Extraordinaire. I'll refer you to all my friends. Please do, after I get hired by a travel agency, because a bitch doesn't work for free. <laughs> Truth. But a bitch will give tips. That's my toxic trait. If I find out that you're like in one of the parks on social media, I will message you immediately and be like, you should go get the snack right now. Ah, well, okay, that's a great actually transition point to one of the other questions okay. is this reveal. How do you like this obsession of yours? Like, I, I don't think I knew it about you right away. We definitely like once it is brought up, you own the conversation uh-huh. like because it, because it, it's truly your passion. Like you do love it. But how do you how do you how do you navigate that? Because Dis- being a Disney adult does have such a negative connotation. Cringy. Yeah, I like people to know right out the gate, man. I don't okay. want to surprise anybody with it. I want you to know right out of the gate what you're getting into when you interact with me. I like it, but I also feel like I'm that's, not. That's as, your personality, not yes. just Disney. That's just who you are. <laughs> yes, Which but I'm also usually wearing some kind of Disney attire. <laughs> what <laughs> she says with sparkly ears on oh, her head. They'll be photos. Recording. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i like to give it to you right like pretty soon off the bat i don't want to surprise anybody with that shit <laughs> how do you do you bring it up as a like a oh fun fact or do you like disclaimer <laughs> no it, i if it comes up organically in conversation but also like if you spend any time with me or if you go to my apartment then it becomes really clear like if you're Visually. if you walk into my apartment i have like a poster for Snow White Scary Adventures, which is a dark ride at Disneyland still. I have like Sleeping Beauty art. I have a blueprint of Cinderella's castle on one mm. wall. And I have like my ears all hanging on my wall. So you walk in, you're like, oh, this is a Disney adult abode. <laughs> Got it. I, I like that. It, it, the, the items that you have from mm-hmm. them, is there... 
with these ears that you have on. You brought a whole bunch. And, I brought a bunch of ears. Um, I am so excited. I wanted, I'm going to take a picture of them, but I want you to also send me what each one is. So when I, I post will. it, I want to so know. So you can post yes, yes. You know, whatever all Because people are. need to, because they're beautiful what I'm seeing. That's one thing I think that really makes a Disney adult is that you have to collect something mm. if you're a Disney adult. Whether or not you're a Disney Parks adult or like a regular Disney film, like you can have Disney Funko Pops. You can have Disney pins. So many people are pin traders and pin collectors. I never got into pin trading because I never wanted to give away a pin that I bought. Like if I bought it, I fucking liked it and I wanted to keep it. Don't take my pen, thanks. <laughs> I've And also as an adult, I can't see myself wanting to spend money on something that I would be like, no, I'd like to trade this. Yeah. No, thank you. I so, was never a trader. No, like, no, yeah, no, no. That's never, my pen. Yeah. Um, some people collect popcorn buckets. Hello, figment popcorn bucket. Craze that what? happened. Um, back in, oh my gosh, this was for the Festival of the Arts. Farts. Um, the Figment popcorn bucket was released and people lost their damn minds and went and bought it in droves and put it on eBay for like $200. And this motherfucker was $20 in the park. (laughs) And he's just a little purple dragon that comes from Epcot. He's like an Epcot IP and he's cute and all, but like, why are you selling that popcorn bucket for $100, ma'am? Who the fuck is going to buy that? I think some people bought them, which I don't know what's worse, putting that on eBay for like $100 or buying it on yeah. eBay for $100. So anyway, um, you can collect popcorn buckets. You can collect pens. I collect mini ear headbands, and I have, I think, like... And by mini, we mean the mouse. Mini mouse. Not mini ears. Not, I have many, mini <laughs> ear headbands. <laughs> but I think I have like 10. I'm a discerning collector, though. I know some people who buy literally every pair that's ever released. That's not me. Mm. I have to like them and think that they're cute and want to wear, like, see myself wearing them. They have to be special. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Um, and I also collect spirit jerseys, which is... What is that? You mentioned that. Oh, spirit jerseys are long sleeve shirts. I brought a couple with yes. me to show you. <laughs> long sleeve shirts that are crew neck, and they have these drop shoulders, so the shoulder seams are, like, dropped. Uh, this one is a midriff. This one's really cool. He, I'll have Michael put yes. pictures. This you're just like he'll take pictures. The Royal Crush spirit jersey. So on the back of all of them, they have some kind of writing. The back of this one says Royal Crush, and it's pink tie dyed, and it has like pink sparkly puffy paint writing. But down each sleeve are the Disney princes. Oh my god, that's so like Herc is down there. We're looking at Flynn Rider and Aladdin and Prince Eric, my personal favorite, and Hercules. Hercules, (laughs) who put the Glad and Gladiator. That is right. And then over here we have Snow White's Boring Prince, (laughs) uh, who's just called the Prince, you guys. This fella doesn't even have a name. name. Why did he get on this sleeve? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Wait, that's Aladdin. Who who was this over here? Was this Naveen? I'm sorry, Naveen. That is Naveen. My bad. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, there's some hot men on these sleeves. That's all I'm saying. Spear jerseys are the shirts that the people on social media were taking advantage of with their side boob show and credit because they're expensive they're like 70 dollars shirts they're usually pretty thick material long sleeved um they have like a classic seam that's like in the middle of the torso on the shirt they all have a tiny little spirit jersey tag and then they have different things on the back like a lot of mine say walt disney world on the back i have one disneyland one and then i have a couple star wars ones that are cool. cool one of them is for my favorite planet, Indoor, yes. the forest moon. So on the front, it has like a bunch of like little Ewok silhouettes down the bottom and like forest trees and stuff. And it's blue and starry looking. And then on the back, it has the moon with air quotes heavy and Indoor across the back. So that's pretty cool. 
That's are they are they so expensive and and these collectibles because I'm assuming they're limited. They're very limited. Like, do they yeah. go on a rotation of like what they do? Or? Not really a rotation. It's pretty much like with any Disney merch that you see in the parks. If it's scarce and you're like, I kind of like that, don't wait. Buy mm. it then because mm. it could even be gone by the end of your trip. Mm. Um, that's how quickly things go there. Like there was a pair of ears that I really wanted for a friend that got released like a week before one of my trips, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get these Darth Vader ears. She's going to be so excited. And I got there like literally a week later and they were nowhere to be found. Oh, my gosh. So like stuff goes back. And then they have some other stuff where like it's going to sit around forever because they priced it too high. Yeah. And Um, it's only going to go to like the one percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. 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 There are a couple of ears out right now because they're in the middle of their 50th anniversary celebration. So they made some like special limited edition like diamond crusted ears that are stupid expensive. I'm talking like thousands of dollars for like a uh, Mickey Mouse ear hat. Oh my god. What the how first like, of all when? Where are you gonna wear yeah. that? Because it's not in the parks. Yeah. What if you lose that shit on test track? <laughs> when that car hits that speed out the gate and there suck. goes your Swarovski encrusted <laughs> bullshit. So if you're not wearing it in the parks, where are you wearing it? Yeah. That's my, I just can't, which is bougie, with the bougie Disney things. You're like, I'm not that Disney adult. (laughs) So with, with, um, things about the park, we love what things that we love, we hate too. Mm -hmm. There's things that we hate about it, right? Yeah. Dislikes. And so what is it about the parks that are some not great things that maybe people can avoid when they go there on their own trips or or things that you've noticed that you're just like, Oh, I'm never going to do this again. Uh, or, they, yes. or did Disney fix some stuff too? So, um, first and foremost, because I'm a childless millennial, I will always spend my money on skipping the lines. Always, always, always. That's always the worst part of any Disney trip is when you have to wait in line for forever for something. Mm. And it's been my experience that it doesn't matter how freaking cool the attraction is. If I have to wait a really long time for it, I hate it. Like, I just hate it. That happened to me with Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I waited in line for, like, literally an hour and 20 minutes um, behind the most obnoxious family. Oh, my God. They were so (laughs) annoying. And we got poured on for part of it. Like, a big downpour happened. Big Florida rainstorm. So we were just, like, soaking wet by the time that we made it to the ride and thoroughly annoyed with these people who were in front of us the whole time. By the time we got on it, like, I'm pretty sure we looked like the most – I looked – I think we look like the the couple in American Gothic, that painting with the pitchfork in front, of, like on Seven Doors Mine Train. Like we were just not feeling, not it. feeling it at all. Not feeling it. So the main thing that I say to try to avoid is crowds, and to do that, you have to be strategic, and you have to do a little bit of homework, and you have to do a little bit of research. Um, so. I would urge people not to go in the summertime because that's when all the kids are on their spring, uh, spring, <laughs> summer breaks. They're not going to school. And that's where most families are going to take their kids to a Disney park. Holidays in general, like if there's a holiday weekend, mm-hmm. a long weekend type thing, it's going to be really crowded. So if you're going to go on one of those kinds of weekends, just be mentally prepared for what that's going to be like and give yourself some downtime. Mm. That's a really important thing to just the crowds can be insane. So give yourself like that break that I talked about where you go back to your hotel or you go to a different hotel and like have dinner somewhere, have lunch somewhere, vibe somewhere, chill just chill, yeah. find a hammock on a beach somewhere <laughs> at the Caribbean <laughs> beach resort. And then you can go back later. Right. Um, other things, shitty food. There's some shitty food at these mm. parks and there's a lot of really, really, really good food. So like, I don't want you to eat shitty food when you could be eating really awesome food. 
So I would just say do your research when it comes to food options too. Don't don't go get like that theme park fast food burger when you could be having cheeseburger spring rolls from the cart outside of Adventureland. Oh my gosh, that sounds delicious. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, they have pickle bits. Pickle bits. Like, I literally will stand in line for that longer than I will for any ride. Okay. They could be like, it's a 45-minute wait, and I'll be like, worth it. here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, zippity-doo-dah, bitches. Can't wait. Excited about it. All right. Yeah, so don't eat shitty, shitty food. food. And don't eat basic it. food. Like, don't eat, like, a Mickey Mouse ice cream bar that you can get at your grocery store wherever you live mm. when you could be getting a coconut Dole Whip mm. or, like, a Dole Whip float or, like, any kind of dole the things that are very <laughs> specific to the parks yes. like focus on that yeah yes. i love that i love that mm-hmm. also controversial tip don't eat a churro in disney world unless it's from nomad lounge at animal kingdom that's the one exception because they have really good churros but the good good churros are at disneyland over in california so okay. if you're like if you saw something on social media and you're like oh i'm gonna get a disney churro and then you're disappointed you heard it here first it's because <laughs> you weren't getting the right one the right one I like that. Um, what is one of your, like, you, it's one of your biggest accomplishments with this nerdy obsession of yours? Uh, like, what is your, your favorite? Oh, my yeah. God. One time, this one time. This is going to go down as, like, one of the top five days of my whole life, I swear <laughs> to God. I have a dear friend named Evan, and Evan's stepmom was really good friends in high school with a guy who grew up to be the president of Imagineering for Walt Disney. Uh, company and I got to go and hang out for a whole day at Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure with him. His name is Bob Weiss, and I got to like ask him questions and pick his brain about things. And I got to skip the line for everything that day. <laughs> I was sadly very hungover on that day too, so I had to like go back and have a little rest for a while. But <laughs> I still had a really good time with Bob Weiss and his son Gabe, who I'm still friends with on Facebook. Um, we had a really good time with them that day. We got a VIP tour guide that day too. What and her mean? name was Valerie. Mm. That means that she went with us. Like, even after Bob was like, you know what? You guys enjoy the rest of your time here. Valerie hung out with us. And that means we got to go through the fast pass line on every single right, which is now the Genie Plus Lightning Lane. Uh, but we got to go in the basically the expedited yeah. expedited queue okay. for everything. I got to earn my citizenship of Disneyland oh by answering some trivia yes. um, from Valerie. And she was just... We got, like, VIP seating for the nighttime show, Fantasmic. Um, we also got to see Walt and Lillian's apartment above the firehouse on Main Street and Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And that was probably, like, the one of the nerdiest moments of that trip. Another nerdy moment of that trip, we got to go to the Imagineering headquarters in Burbank. And, like, walk around and see, like, some of the model rooms and, like, what they were working on. We got to meet with like the music director for Imagineering and we got to hear some original John Williams Star Wars stuff before it was like released in the park. So that was cool. Um, But part of that trip, I got to see Herb Ryman's original sketch for Disneyland, like what they took to pitch to ABC to try to get the money to start building it when Walt was like. Herb, I need you to draw me a sketch. And he had like literally like a 24 hour period. And then uh, Walt's brother Roy took it to New York, I believe. Um, but I got to see that sketch, original oh, sketch, God. which is in like a room that is like 
layered and fireproofed and waterproofed <laughs> and temperature controlled and like and this paper is framed in the middle of it, it with a yeah, light it's yeah. on like this big roller thing like they have to roll it out and they have to have gloves on when they roll it out and when they didn't tell us what they were going to show us they were like we have something special that we wanted to show you they took us in this room they like pull it out on this track it's like hanging from this track on the ceiling and they pull it out and I gasped and just started sobbing oh my God. because I'm who I am as a person. I love you. <laughs> and this, the one of the ladies that was like giving us the tour was like, "That is the appropriate reaction." Yes. Oh. Um, but yeah, see, that was, that's the thing that I think Disney adults have. Like when you're there, everyone there is with you. We buy you it. You know 100%, what I mean? Yeah. Like that woman was just like, "I get it." Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I buy it too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same though. Same. Ah, uh, I love that. That was probably the crowning achievement of I my nerddom. That. Oh, I got, I got one more question, and then oh. we're going to test your knowledge. Oh, no. Oh, get excited. <laughs> okay. Uh, last question. So, okay. uh, well, you died. Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, sorry, Yeah, and, and, you know, they asked me to just go through your personal stuff. Okay. Um, no one else in your life would want to, so they just asked me to. <laughs> and, and while I'm going through your stuff, I notice this, like, secret little compartment. And I, and I open it up and I take out, and there's this note in this box. And the note says, whatever is in this box represents my obsession. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> it's my magic band. Mm, it's my wristband it goes around your wrist wrist, (laughs) and it gives you access to your hotel room it's your park keys like you can get into the theme parks with it um it's your if you have lightning lanes and fast passes and you're skipping the line that's where you go to tap the little machine that lets you skip in front of everybody so it's basically like your all access is passed in walt disney world that's what you would find in my tiny little compartment Mm -hmm. i have two of them they're both pink pastel pink one of them is like a matte pastel pink and the other one's really sparkly pastel pink can you reuse them yeah oh really that's cool Mm -hmm. oh so you can buy you just can't transfer them to other people so once you register it as yours then it's it's yours yours forever but you can interchange them too and they automatically link them so like if i were to go home and be like that was a fun talk i'm gonna book my next disney trip (laughs) it would automatically link all of that to my magic bands that i have and i could take both of them on the trip so if i feel like this one matches my outfit better i wear that one that day that's really cool oh so it really is like the it encompasses everything yeah it's my like all access all access is passed to the park i love it well, thank you for that, but I'm going to test your knowledge oh, now. Damn. Are you ready? Uh, Are you excited? Know. I know. <laughs> it is nerdy knowledge time. Ready, ready, ready All right, so we honed in this nerdy knowledge to just be about Epcot because oh, Lord. Y- you Google <laughs> Disney parks, interesting facts, and there's too much. Too much. <laughs> too much. Mm-hmm. So... We just went hard on Epcot, and there are 29 points available oh to God. you. All right? Okay. Points, mind you. Each All question right. is different different amounts. You're going to laugh because some of these questions you've already I've answered. I've already talked about yes. okay, That's going to make me feel good. <laughs> All right. First question. Uh-huh. Walt Disney's original plan for Epcot was to create an urban city center, residential areas, uh, industrial areas, schools, and a series of mass transportation systems that would connect the community. What was the original acronym Epcot stood for? It still stands for Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Winner, winner. <laughs> well, that was worth five points right off the bat. All so right. look at that. Um, all right. Next question. 
Epcot currently, it, it, visually, it's in all capital letters. Mm-hmm. But what were the three other iterations of the theme park's name? Oh, God. I think there was a version where it had periods between each letter. No. No? No, that's not one. Uh, was there... One where E was uppercase and everything else was lowercase? <laughs> no, I'm kind of tricking you with this, this question. It's all right. I'll, I'll tell you what they are. So they, it was called Epcot Center from, oh. ni- from 1982 mm-hmm. to 1994. Mm-hmm. Epcot 94 in 1994. So Epcot, <laughs> Epcot 95 in 95. That's stupider. Until it is now just all capitalized Epcot. <laughs> Wow. Wow, Epcot. All right. God, I was so glad I was stumped you. I really, like, I was so worried about these questions because I know your passion for this. You're going to stump me. So I'm just like, oh, she's going to know this. She's going to know that. And you, of course, like, there's like four questions I know that you already answered. So I'm super excited. Uh, Ooh, Spaceship Earth, Uh the iconic golf ball centerpiece of Epcot, Mm -hmm. weighs approximately 16 million pounds, 7.3 million kilograms, 165 feet, 50 meters in diameter, and 11,324 aluminum plastic alloy triangles cover Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. How many points cover the sphere? I I tried hard on this one. (laughs) Approximately. (laughs) Twenty-five thousand. <laughs> so no clue. So no close. clue, Michael. It's all right. Three thousand eight hundred and forty points. Wow. For the sphere. <laughs> hey, you still got five points though. Good job. I <laughs> so said so right. Good. Oh, look, for the first one. Yeah, the first one. All right. This is one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. This is one point. Plus, there's a bonus point if you get the answer. Okay. The Living with the Land ride is a slow-moving... See, you talked about this one. (laughs) Let's go. The Living with the Land ride is a slow-moving boat ride that travels through the Land Pavilion's greenhouse. The ride focuses on agriculture, sustainability, and how to be more environmentally conscious. What else is visible on the ride that helps Disney stay eco-friendly? Is it um, Sunshine Seasons? No. That's a restaurant that is, is visible from the ride that uses a lot of the produce from. That's that's it right there. It, you see the produce ah! that is made, the produce that does most of, well, Epcot's uh, restaurants. For sure. And but specifically Disney. that one, yeah, too. That one it's too. called Sunshine Seasons, and it rotates. Yes. It also says here Sunshine Seasons and the Garden Grill yes. are the two main ones that it, yes. that it supplies that for. Good job. Thank That's you. one point. So the bonus point of this is what was the original name of Living with the Land? Oh. Was it Listen to the Land? Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. There was a, uh, it's a bop. Go find this song right now. It's called Listen to the Land. And it's like if John Denver wrote a Disney song, it would sound like that. Just listen to the land that we love. Nature's gift. Right above. Yes. Listen to the land. 
is so good. That's it's such awesome. a bomb. That's how I knew that because that song gets stuck in my head on a semi-regular basis. That's awesome. <laughs> you did. You mentioned this a little bit, and I it, with this question. So the land pavilion and the the other pavilion that you mentioned, the seas. Yeah. What is so? What is that compared to World Showcase in Epcot? So it, the area around like the golf ball, um, Spaceship Earth has. Like Guardians of the Galaxy and Test Track on the left. And then on the right, you have the Seas, which is a dark ride called the Seas with Nemo and Friends, which you would really enjoy. It's very cute. And it combines real aquarium with like projection technology. And then it drops you off instead of in a gift shop in a giant aquarium where they have manatees and dolphins and big turtles and stingrays and all kinds of stuff. It's really fun for kids if you need a break from the heat and you want to go into the air conditioning and let your kids run around for a while. That's a fun spot. (laughs) It also has Turtle Talk with Crush, which is getting really famous all on over TikTok. social media <laughs> yes. all of a sudden. Yes. Um, Turtle Talk with Crush has been there forever. Like, it's been there for a while, a long time. Like, since since the 2000s, I want to say, early 2000s. So, like, it's funny to me that it's just now getting this huge surge in popularity. Social media, like social you said. Social media putting it on there. That right there. Is it ruining or just connecting Maybe together? Maybe it's just, or like, both. showing you what or your both. options are. Yeah. <laughs> And then the land pavilion has living with the land, which we've already sung praises about. <laughs> it has those two restaurants that we just talked about, Sunshine Seasons and Garden Grill. And it has Soren, which is my other favorite ride in Epcot, which is like a hang gliding simulation ride. Nice. And it doesn't, it's not scary. It's not really a thrill ride. I think you would like it. It's a vibe. I've seen that before. I mm-hmm. think I'd like that one too. Cause it's very like uni, it's the chill. uni thing. It's kind of like that, but not yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, next More trivia. question. Um, Barbara Morgan, a teacher turned astronaut, quoted, reach for your dreams. The sky is no limit. That quote is located at at what Epcot ride? It is located at Mission Space. <laughs> Correct. Which I won't. There are two versions of Mission Space. The one that I will ride and the one that I will not ride. Because I like to eat a lot of food at Epcot. And the one that I will not ride is like. Basically, like how they train real astronauts. Oh, oh like the that's, gyrosphere. Yes, oh. that's why they made a second version because the first one was making too many people puke. vomit. Yeah, and I like to eat a lot of food at Epcot, and this ride is not conducive to my lifestyle choice at Epcot. <laughs> However, there is a new thing that is adjacent to this ride that is conducive to my Epcot lifestyle choice, and it is called Space Two Twenty. And it is oh, a restaurant. That. Yes. Um, th- it's pretty expensive, so I wouldn't recommend like. The food is okay. It's pretty expensive. You're buying the atmosphere. You're buying the atmosphere for sure. So if you can get into the lounge, because they have a lounge where you don't have to order the expensive prefix, you can just have like a drink and a snack and you can go to space. It's cool. (laughs) The Imagineers make you feel like you're on like an elevator that goes like above the atmosphere. It's neat. Uh, That's so cool. Um, What is, this is a bonus question for this Mm -hmm. mission space. What is special about the quotes and mission space? I think they're all people who have been to space. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many there are? Oh, gosh. How many different quotes are people? Quotes. Ten? Ooh, 13. So Ah. close. You still got a point for the answer. So you are up to eight points right now. Bravo. Okay, (laughs) get ready. Mm -mm. This one is worth 11 points. Oh, shit. Out of the 11 pavilions, Morocco and Norway were the only two that were not present at the park's opening. Uh Uh-huh. 
What are the original nine pavilions that Epcot oh opened God. with? You just named them. <laughs> All right. The original nine? Yes. Okay. So not Morocco and Norway. Not Morocco and Norway. You have Mexico, China, Japan, Italy, America, UK, Canada, Germany, and... Oh, fuck me up. Didn't say it. Uh, France. Yep. <laughs> Wait, I was like, why could you My say favorite. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that's nine points. To get the other two points, uh-huh. can you tell me when Morocco was added oh. and when Norway was added? I think Norway came first. Or were they together? That's the question. Okay, hang on. I think ninety one for both of them. Yeah, incorrect. Okay, what is Morocco that? was nineteen eighty four. Oh, and Norway was nineteen eighty eight. Ah, way earlier. Right. This is a fun fact, though. Morocco's pavilion is, I think, the prettiest because the like royal house in morocco like the the prince of morocco sent his people like his artisans to do the morocco pavilion so like the all the mosaics and stuff in morocco or were done by the actual like royal palace artisans from morocco that's awesome that's very cool that another another imaginary thing like Uh it really shows they're just but that dick's not there anymore (laughs) (laughs) that dick chimney that dick chimney uh all right what song's music video has the Temple of Heaven visible in its background? What is the Temple of Heaven? Do you know what that is? I think it's the thing in, um, is that the gate? This says it was in the China Pavilion, but maybe something similar. Oh, I don't know, but I feel like I should know. What is it? Reflections. <gasps> of course. <laughs> Christina Aguilera Mulan. I literally was like, this is something from like the 90s. Yep. From something that I saw on Disney Channel. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, apparently it is visible in the background of the video. Um, all right. Leonard Nimoy directed a motion simulator ride where guests are shrunk to survey a mission carried out inside a human body. What is the name of this ride? It is not there anymore, and it was called Body Wars. It was. I would have loved to hear that man <laughs> see that. I've heard gross. it's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I wrote it as a kid when I was like nine, and I found it yucky. I just remember being yucked out that I was inside somebody. It was like really realistic. Yeah. Uh, and is, it, is it like the. When I went to go see it, it was Lilo and Stitch, but I know it used to be the alien, that alien ride at Magic that Kingdom. I rode on that trip when I was 16, and was that alien. literally, it wasn't alien oh, because was they didn't want to use the alien IP, but it basically alien. was alien. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, you guys, this ride isn't there anymore because it was so fucking scary. <laughs> you went into this room, a circular room, where seats were basically on risers and tiers, three tiers. You sat down, there was a big cylindrical thing in the middle of the room, and this, like, harness came down over your shoulders and your head. And long story short, they would teleport a terrifying space creature into the room, and then he broke out of the thing in the middle, and then all the lights went out, 
and then they use the technology in that harness to terrorize you. Yes. So you didn't move at all. No. But you just felt like you were in the room with this giant, scary monster who... At one point, they had a live cast member come out and be like, is everybody okay? You could see them, like, up in a catwalk above. Yeah. And then, like, they did this thing where they made you think, like, in their video, you saw the monster attack them. All the lights went out again. Their flashlight dropped to the ground, and you got wet. Right? Yep, exactly. Like, we needed, when we rode this ride, we needed a good five minutes to, like, recover and think about our life choices. (laughs) And, like, this was the same group that... Like, had been like, Allie, you picked the lamest ride. So we got off that ride, and everybody's like, it's your turn, Allie. What should we ride, something that we can love. You said something about Small World earlier? Yes. We're into it now. We weren't before, but we're on board now. It's true. It truly is terrifying. I love that. (laughs) Um, Oh, uh, Planet of the Apes, Mm -hmm. Alien, Poltergeist, Mm -hmm. Patton, and Rudy were all composed by Jerry Goldsmith. What Epcot ride did he also compose, saying he loved the project so much he would have done it for free? Was it Soren? It was. I love the music from Soren. It is so beautiful. Is it? It's I. It's a vibe. I love it. It's I, a big I, 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 instrumental vibe. I've heard great things about it's that. It's very one. uplifting. <laughs> I love it. Um, ooh, okay. Last question. You were at 5, 10, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 out of 29. Okay. Good job. I'm not doing too bad. No, not at all. Last question worth one point. In order to make some areas look lush, bright, and vibrant, Imagineers did what to the physical space to trick us psychologically? Did they add the color called no green? No. That's something different we can talk about in a second. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to the this is. The sidewalks are red. Oh, and because that is interesting. In, that's a the, big contrast. The human eye, anything that's red, any green will look lush and yes. more vibrant. So that's why the sidewalks are green. So let's talk about no yeah, green. what is that? That is a color of green that the Imagineers <laughs> developed when they have something really big. There's an, also a blue color, and I forget what the name of the blue color is. So if you know it, tell us. Yes. Um, but there, Noceum Green is a color that basically tricks your eye into not seeing it. So if there's a really big structure, like maybe like the uh, it houses the ride, the main part of a yeah. ride, and they don't want you to see the structure. They want you to see the facade instead of the, the structure. They'll make it this shade of like Noceum Green. That's so weird. Uh-huh. And it just like blends into the space. Yes. Weird. The blue one is being used at the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster in Epcot, and that ride building is huge. And every now and then I would notice it, but mostly it just blends into the sky. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Science. (laughs) Well, great job. 19 out of 29. You passed flying colors. Bravo. Uh, But we're not done yet. The last section, I want you to talk nerdy to me. All right, so for top three, um, I think the top three I'm going to give to you is what are your top three secrets at the Disney parks? All of the Disney World parks? Yeah, like, or, or if you want to choose just Epcot, which one would be easier? Like, what would be a, your top secrets that people could go and, and do? And do. Okay, so there's a thing in Adventureland, which is my favorite land in the Magic Kingdom that not a lot of people know, and it's like a pirate's adventure scavenger hunt. And you go to this little, like, hut-looking house structure that's right outside of the entrance to um, Adventureland, technically in Frontierland. 
but there's a cast member there to get you started. You register with your magic band. Oh, that's so and cool. And they give that you a, a map. It's oh, an and actual thing. And you go that's around so cool. and you do like a scavenger hunt with your map and your magic band interacts with different oh, things that's... in Adventureland based on what you're trying to do with your map. So that's one secret. Uh, was it three? I'm yeah, you just three. need three. Um... Second secret, you can order a lot of the Tiffin's menu from the Nomad Lounge in Animal Kingdom. So Tiffin's is a really fancy um, restaurant in Animal Kingdom. The Nomad Lounge is attached to Tiffin's, so it has a it shares the menu and it shares the space. So a lot of times if you don't see something that you want on that menu and you know they have it at Tiffin's, you can get it there. That's another secret. Um, third secret, there are lots of nooks to rest in all of the parks. There are lots of secret little nooks and crannies to like take a load off in the shade and have like some solitude for a moment. Just get the hell away from people for a moment. And one of those places, for example, is Tom Sawyer Island in the Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. If you are, you know, you've done a lot of the things that you wanted to do and you just want to like take a break from people for a little bit and maybe like scare the shit out of yourself by walking through some claustrophobic caves caves, (laughs) um, and looking for, you know, convicts that are hiding on an island because... Mark Twain was weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can go over to a day, Tom Sawyer Island. But there are lots of little nooks and crannies all over the parks where you can, like, get a little siesta, take a load nice. off. Nice. I love that. Uh, your Desert Ireland question. Mm-hmm. So your Desert Island question, I, I think this is appropriate. Okay. You get to build your own theme park. Ooh. But with only what Disney has already created. Oh, cool. What would it look like? Basically, it would be Animal Kingdom with Adventureland, because Adventureland fits the vibe of Animal Kingdom. So I just take Adventureland from Magic Kingdom, and I would move it over to Animal Kingdom. But then I would also grab from Adventureland and Disneyland. They have an Indiana Jones ride that we don't have, and it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. So I'd grab that, and I would scooch it over into my alley Animal Kingdom world. (laughs) I love it. Um, And then I would take all of the food booths from Epcot, like just all the food booths, and I would make like Food Booth Alley. And it would just be like a street of all the the food Uh, and drink items there. That's awesome. Actually, I might take World Showcase and attach it to Animal Kingdom. How, how about World Showcase is the transition between the Animal Kingdom into your food? Ooh. Because you can't have the food in Animal Kingdom next to each other. Right, that's no. just a, that's mm-hmm. a recipe for, for disaster. All the, the animals. <laughs> yes. Although there is some dank food in real Animal Kingdom. Is there? So. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. I love I love how simple that was. Like it wasn't like complicated. Yeah, no, I just want exotic just, vibes. I, love it. I know what I like. Yeah. I like doll whips. I like tiki birds. <laughs> tiki rooms. Tiki rooms. All right. Um, your top event. Um, so I have two uh, two of them I want you to answer for me here. So what is a top event that the park, any of the parks produce that you really enjoy? I've never been, but I really want to go to Star Wars Day. Because every May the 4th, they do extra special stuff for Star Wars Day. I actually have two answers to oh. this. Star Wars Day, they bring out a lot of characters that you don't get to see ordinarily in the parks. Um, they might have special treats like churros shaped like lightsabers that you don't get on ordinary days. And they might have special shows like fireworks show that you okay. don't see on ordinary days. Another fun day is Disney Plus Day, which I think is November. It was whatever day Disney Plus actually released. I think it's November 23rd, I want to say. But on Disney Plus Day, they have a lot of characters out in Disneyland that you don't ordinarily get to see. Like Merlin is out from Sword of the Stone. 
they have Max and Goofy from a Goofy movie. Oh, wow. And okay. Powerline sometimes. <laughs> right there in the shirt. on my shirt today. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would say Disney Plus Day or Star Wars Day. Love that. Um, the other one is, is what is one of your, what is a top food venue? Oh, top food. Well, you know what? I would want to do this like per park. Okay. Go because for it. there's so much good food at Disney that I don't, I don't want to limit myself that much. So I would say in Magic Kingdom, this is controversial because there are two restaurants in Magic Kingdom that are like iconic Magic Kingdom restaurants. Cinderella's Royal Table, which is in the castle. I would love that. Oh, is it, it worth expensive or not? Mm. Okay. And Be Our Guest, which is in the Beast Castle. Okay. Which is another, like, very expensive, but I would... Both, either one of those, honestly, you're paying for the atmosphere. You're paying for, like, the vibe. Mm. Not really the food. Mm -hmm. But the best food in Magic Kingdom, you heard it here, is at the Jungle Skipper Canteen Limited. It has the longest, dumbest name. It's so (laughs) wonderful. But it's the Skipper Canteen. And it's basically, like made to be a place where the skippers from the jungle cruise eat oh okay okay and it has a wonderfully exotic menu i got some great brazilian cheese bread the last time that i was there it has a really cool atmosphere like it looks like a canteen for people who work at this like that's little boat oh, I, love adventure that. Place. I love that so that's my favorite spot in magic kingdom in epcot honestly it's not space 220 is a vibe space 220 is way fun there's also a really great um, steakhouse in Canada called La Cellier okay. that is known for their cheddar cheese soup. That's really good. And um, there is a restaurant inside of the Mexico that sounds Pavilion. sounds so good right now. My brain just went to like... Your brain was like... Just give me a piece of garlic bread. Oh, God. Epcot, like, it's hard for me to pick just one spot in Epcot because all the food in Epcot is so good. Hollywood Studios, that's easy. It's going to be Hollywood Brown Derby. That's the best, like, sit down, have a nice-ass meal. But if you want good food, Galaxy's Edge has two spots, Ronto's, Ronto Roasters and Docking Bay 7. And they both have really Love great that. menus. Okay. Um, and then Animal Kingdom. Obviously, I've dropped Nomad Lounge several times. It has great <laughs> bites and great cocktails. Yes. But also, Flame Tree Barbecue has a pulled pork mac and cheese. With like crispy onion rings on top that if I literally could see your face right now. Uh, I think about she it could like not sit once still. a month. Her body had to move. To like, I think my tummy just growled because I said it out loud, and it was like my tummy was like, "Oh yeah, bitch, that shit." But it's pulled pork mac and cheese with like crispy onion rings on top, and it's oh. so good. And it's like a mobile order. Okay. Which is another pro tip. Disney is now very, very like advanced on your phone. You're gonna spend a lot of time on your phone. Especially if you're getting lightning lanes and you're booking those mm-hmm. fast passes for the rides. Oh, it's called a fast pass. Damn it. <laughs> um, you're on your phone a lot. But one cool thing you can do on your phone now is mobile order your food. So you don't have to wait in line forever to order and then wait in line forever to get it. You can order it on your phone in advance. Pick a time window that you want to show nice. up. And then you literally, when you get there, say, I'm here. Prepare my order. And then they'll you'll get like a buzz when your stuff is ready. So you don't have to like stand around and wait for it anymore that's awesome and flame tree barbecue is a mobile order spot <laughs> all right mm. i wish i could mobile order it right, right now, now. <laughs> i mean i could but i would never pick up my order too bad they don't deliver yet yeah uh, maybe you need to talk <laughs> to them get it flame tree barbecue. <laughs> yes <laughs> uh okay next one all right so where should someone start if they want to get mm. in, get involved, like have the knowledge that you have of Disney parks. How with do you get most things where you want more knowledge, start with YouTube. <laughs> Always start with YouTube. I love um, All Ears. 
is a YouTube channel, and they're also a blog and Disney food blog. I love them for the most up-to-date, like, news on what's going on in the parks. They do really fun videos with scavenger hunts and stuff like that. They'll show you, like, everything in one land, and they do videos about the resorts, too, so you can just get a general sense of, like, knowledge on things. Um, I also like uh, WDW News Tonight for, like, trashy Disney news. They report on rumors that aren't necessarily <laughs> verified yet, so some of it's not, some of it's very sensational. I love and they it. really don't like Bob Chapek, the current uh, CEO, so they're they're always talking shit about Bob. Right. Bob Paycheck. Um, <laughs> but also, if you don't want to learn information, if you just want to vibe, if you want to feel like you're walking around a Disney park, I highly recommend... Um, it's called 4K WDW. That's the channel. And it's literally like really great picture quality and a guy just walking through the parks cool. or Disney Springs or a resort. So if you're like, I just want to feel like I'm at Epcot today in World Showcase, there's a video for that. I love that. Nice. That's where I would start. YouTube. What is your favorite random fact about Disney parks? That the Tower of Terror has the first ever... Uh, trackless vehicle. So what does that mean? That means that it moves without being on a track. It moves through <laughs> sensors. Okay. So it has like on the bottom of it, it has these little like laser sensors on the bottom of the ride vehicle so that at, if you've never ridden the Tower of Terror, now is your chance to go <laughs> away and don't spoil this for yourself. I'm going to wait. Okay. So it's just us friends here. We've all ridden the Tower of Terror before. There's a part in the one in Florida because it had a bigger footprint than the one in California. The one in California is no longer Tower of Terror. Now it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And yeah. it's way fun. Yeah, it's a blast. Well. Um, but Tower of Terror OG in Florida, the elevator at a certain point comes out of the elevator shaft. And you go like through a floor of the hotel. And then you go into a different elevator shaft. And then that one is the one that has all the drop sequences and lifts you up a little bit more and you can see like all of Hollywood so it's a driver, driverless car basically basically okay, okay and it has lasers on the bottom of it that will line up with lasers in that second shaft okay so it kind of like it'll line up with lasers on the ground too that tell it like where to go and how to travel along that path and then once it's lined up in that shaft then everything else will proceed and you'll mm -hmm. go through the rest of the terrifying part of that ride oh my gosh but when i'm with people who have never ridden that before and we get to that part their minds are always blown. It's so <gasps> yeah, fun. Yeah, well, I can imagine because, like, all I thought it was is you're in an elevator and you, you go, go up, and, up down. and down. And so then when it starts moving forward, my body would be like, what? what? <laughs> That's literally what happens. I was with my partner. We've been together for, like, actually, we just passed our four-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. But last summer, we went to Disney World together, and he had never been. And so it was his first time experiencing, like, everything. And I have a tendency to spoil a lot because I, I have all this nerdy knowledge and I want to share my fun facts. Um, but I didn't tell him anything about Tower Terror. And when we got to that point of that ride, he literally was like, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. And I was just nodding emphatically next to him like, this is really happening. So, so But cool. the advancement of that wireless technology, like for just that ride and just that one moment of like moving your elevator from one elevator shaft to another. Um, led to stuff like Rise of the Resistance and stuff like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is also wireless and is way fun, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, which is also wireless and way fun. And those rides are just way fun because they're not predictable. Mm -hmm. You have no idea where you're going, what you're about to do, if it's your first time experiencing it. And even if it's not your first time, because you might get in a vehicle that has a different pattern than one that you've experienced before, so you might see 
different angles than you have before, like in Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. That ride is so good. I love that. Oh, that's so cool. That's my random fact. I like it. Um, so not only where to start, like you said, start at YouTube. Where is the best place to find a lot of information about parks that is truthful? Yeah, I can get it like from any place that it can just Google, but where can I find like statistics, money, what to do and in, in events? For sure. I love um, the, the two that I mentioned already, Disney Food Blog and uh, allears.net are really great. There's also a couple of Instagrammers that I really love. There's one Instagrammer I love a lot. Her name is Serena and her handle is Living by Disney. And she's a Disney local, so she lives, like, literally right behind the parks. And she is very unbiased. A lot of people who get paid to talk about Disney will only tell you good shit. And they'll be mm-hmm. like, everything's great. Everything's awesome. And I like Serena because she'll she'll be realistic with you. And, like, if she tries something and she doesn't like it, she'll tell you that she doesn't like it. So um, what I will say is avoid TikTok. Or if you want truthful, like if you want to vibe and be hyped about Disney, then by all means, go to TikTok. Have a good time. But if you want truthful, like actual realistic depictions of what it's going to be like when you're there, probably not. You're going to find it at TikTok. You'll have very different. You'll have curated views. Yes, 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 exactly. Um, But truthful. Yeah. Instagram, not that thing that I mentioned earlier. uh, WDW News Tonight, that's very sensationalized. So take them with a grain of salt. Because sometimes they have really, really, really accurate information. And sometimes it's a rumor that gets dispelled, like, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. What would you think would be, like, the best park to start, to go to, like, to like to learn yourself? Like, if you've so, never yeah. been, yeah. I would say Magic Kingdom. Because it's, like, the OG. It's classic. It's, like, a, almost a replica of mm-hmm. Disneyland. And it's just... You'll feel like a kid again. Mm, I love that. Um, next one is, if I like blank, then I will like oh, Disney okay. parks. If you like, I'll go through each park. If you like feeling like a kid, you'd like the Magic Kingdom. Okay. If you like innovation and food and culture, you would like Epcot. Love it. If you like nature and animals and exotic food, you would like Animal Kingdom. And if you like thrills and Star Wars, you would like Hollywood Studios. Love it. Nice. Such a good answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, last part of Talk Nerdy to me is if you know, you know. Now it is your time to take the stage to all the other Disney adults, yes. Disney park people out there um, and just whatever, say whatever you want to them. If you know, you know the rush of trying to book your lightning lane at 7 a.m. when everybody else who is staying on resort property is also trying to book their lightning lane at 7 a.m. And you know that shortly after you try to book those lightning lanes, you're going to have to leave because you're trying to rope drop. So you want to be first in line because you get that early entrance. Um, yeah. If you know, you know the stress of that. All right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you for this chat. This was awesome. It's it was, been my pleasure. I love it. Is there anything other Disney things? I know you could talk for hours that you wanted to put out there in the world. Say No, no Disney things. I mean, go if you want to vibe with Disney, go to Disney Plus. Watch the Imagineering story on Disney Plus. Watch, um, watch Harmonious. You should have done that earlier when we <laughs> talked about it. I told you to stop right now. Yeah. So you should have already accomplished that. But if you didn't... <laughs> Go back and do it. Go back and watch Harmonious. Um, <laughs> rewind this podcast and then pick us back up at that spot, too. <laughs> um, what else Disney-wise? Oh, this isn't really Disney Parks related, but I, I told you I'm a Star Wars nerd. Disney Plus also just released a docuseries called Light Magic, and it is all about industrial light and magic. George Lucas's company that he created 
to do the special effects for the first Star Wars movie, and they're still around. They're still doing special effects, and they're still the shit. So that's awesome. That's a good series too. Right, cool. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you? Where can they dive in to get to know you a little bit more? Maybe share their Disney passions with you. Oh my as gosh! Well? Like I like I shared my challenge passion with yes. your guest yes, Carly when I heard kid. that episode. <laughs> yes. So a little bit obsessed with the challenge <laughs> MTVs. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tiny Funny Ginger, but I am a private account. So make sure that you also like your nerdy obsession. You also follow your nerdy obsession. Otherwise, I'll be like, who dis? I don't know them. And I will not add you. But if I see that we have a mutual in your nerdy obsession, then I will add you. You can find me on TikTok for free 99 where I'm giving you um, comedy gold. Truth. Based on, based on the Disney parks. I, my TikTok handle is Meriderp. Because I have big curly red hair. So, um, Not anymore. You got it cut. I have short curly red yeah. hair. Now. It's so big, but yes. it's short. Um, so, Emmy, Mara, D-E-R-P. Meriderp on TikTok. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you all listeners as well for joining us. Um, you can connect with us at your nerdy O on all the socials, as well as email us at your nerdy O at gmail.com. Remember, always reach out to us if you have interesting facts as well or passions that you want to share like Allie. Um, please let us know. We like sharing them with the world. Um, but until then, next time, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.